Listeners, a um, little housekeeping uh, before we start the day's episode. Um, firstly, thank you. Thank everybody across the United States. Uh, just within a few episodes back on the mic here, we're already gaining traction once again. Uh, we kind of fell off um, back around October. Uh, I had to step away from the show for a bit, but uh, yeah, just within a short period. We've seen a, a lot of support across the U.S. Um, I do want to give notable mentions to the state of Virginia, Texas, and Oregon. Um, not sure what's going on there, but we're glad you're listening. And um, furthermore, I would like to say for everybody who does listen to the show, enjoy what we have to say, or whether you, you know, maybe you don't enjoy what I have to say, but you're listening anyway. Uh Go ahead and recommend us to your friends, uh, co-workers, whoever. Uh, we would really appreciate that in helping grow this podcast. Uh, also, if you have any comments, suggestions, or you just want to contact us in general, or even just namely me, uh, you can go ahead and uh, send us a message um, at worldablaze at bondsmedia.com. That's World Ablaze at F-O-N-T-E-S media.com. Um, also, you can reach us there if you would like to be a guest on the show. Uh, I have I have some shows lined up uh, where we will start to have guests. It may not be a consistent every show scenario, but uh, stay tuned, as they say, uh, for, for those episodes coming up. And with everything going on positively with our listenership and the, um, <laughs> the uptick, and support across the U.S. We hope we don't lose any listeners after this show because I got to address something. And uh, this is going to be a straightforward podcast. I'm not going to have too many transitions, too many different stories. But I have to say something based on my experiences as of late and maybe even from my past. But something that's come up quite a bit. And I thought we're done with this, America. What are we doing? What the fuck are we doing? Why are we still trying to drum, beat that old drum anyway? And tune it as tight as we can, that old song of racism. Why are, why are we still doing this? It's 2024. And the idea of white privilege, I thought, I thought this whole thing was over, but no, apparently not. Apparently some people can't let go. Um, and I, I don't mean that to offend anybody that, have, that, that, that literally has experienced racism, because it's, it's a real thing. Unfortunately, it's still prevalent in this world, not just in America, by the way, but across the world. But America has its own unique history regarding racism that is pretty ugly, and we, you know, can't deny that. You know, it did happen. But the idea of white privilege or treating people who are white a certain way just because you are white, I gotta say it's pretty fucking ridiculous. And, and that in itself is racist. Look, here's the deal. I'm white. You haven't figured it out. Can't tell by my voice. All right? I got no, I got no real base here. <laughs> you know, you, you can tell. Listen, I'm a white guy. And on top of that, I'm, I'm freaking bald. So I got two strikes against me. I'm white and I'm bald. All right. And I'm a business owner who's white. 
another strike against me. So here's the deal. I've had some experiences recently that 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 I've uh, I've been kind of holding in. I haven't talked about. I've been kind of saving it for the show. Just wasn't sure when I was going to get around to it because I didn't know if it would be appropriate to talk about. I didn't want to upset any of our usual listeners, but I think we should talk about it because everyone's experiences are valid, and I've experienced racism in more than one way uh, my whole life, and I thought that that was something that you know, as you become an adult um, and you become more educated, that even, you know, let's say for myself, you you start to realize that certain stereotypes shouldn't exist and are absolutely ridiculous. Um, as we become adults and we, we're able to, you know, make a life for ourselves, you would hope that racism isn't still prominent in your life. And for some it unfortunately is, and and I'm not I'm not I'm not again discrediting that it doesn't exist because because we know it does, we know it does. You could turn on the news and you could still see it. But the idea of white privilege, just throwing that blanket or net across America and acting as if that applies to everybody because they're white, is an extremely ridiculous notion. Just as me throwing the blanket of every black person's a gang member or casting the net that every person from Mexico is a low-life street vendor looking to rob me is also ridiculous. Those are ridiculous claims, period. I, As a business owner, I've experienced a few things here. I've always been surrounded by, uh, especially in my industry, it just kind of happens, or at least in my area anyway, most everyone around me is of Mexican descent, um, or for actually literally from, from Mexico. And I've noticed that over the years, I've always, um, I've always worked with people who were Mexican or from Mexico or um, even, even black People. And I say even just because there's not as much of, you know, as big of a black population or it's it's actually not as prevalent in my particular industry for some reason, at least in my area. So that's what I mean by that. Don't don't twist my words here. Don't take me out of context like you guys do with everything else um, in the media. So that being said, I do have a um, I do have a lot of experience here in, in uh, interacting with other races. And honestly, most of my interactions have always been growing up have been with other races. They haven't necessarily been with my own race or people of my own skin color. It just hasn't happened. And it's, it's a few experiences recently. And I don't know if it's just the, the change of uh, tide, the vibe, whatever's going on in America, but I've seen and experienced a much bolder outburst of racism, racism from people in general towards whites. In my business, I, I send a lot of business to other, um, what you would, I guess, consider minority-owned businesses. Um, I think that's a little bit di- debatable. That that whole notion or the whole term minority-owned in general is a bit ridiculous because it, it really depends on the area you live in and wh- what what the population is, you know, the percentages. But I've always worked with minority-owned businesses, okay? And... In my particular line of work and what I do, I have always, always hired people based on based on their skills, based on their abilities, okay? And 
their 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 intellect and how they would represent my company on the job, whether they were a subcontractor or directly um, employed by me through a W two type of job. So never had a problem ever. Always asked their expert their expert opinions on things, but I have noticed that over the years with most actually pretty much all of them that I send so much work their way. I mean all. There isn't a job I can even remember to where I'm not working with another company, another one of these companies that are minority owned, for example. And I've also been tracking that that hasn't, um, throughout the years that they really haven't been sending anything my way. It's, it's always holding their hand out for what do you got for me? Uh, we're available, whatever work. And then I've noticed and tracked that every time they have something that comes up, I'm never contacted. I'm never extended the opportunity. Never even, they, they never even rent from me. Um, you know, in terms of equipment that they would need. But on the other side, I am always supporting their businesses. And I've been bringing it up lately. And I literally came in a conversation where I was kind of told, well, you know, in the end, we take care of our own. Now tell me how that is not a racist statement in and of itself. You know, it's okay for 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 you as a minority business owner to be supported, to take every every bit of business I can throw at you, but when it comes to maintaining those business relations and partnerships, because I'm white, I'm not supported. I'm not your own all of a sudden. I also have another vendor that I work with that builds um, road cases for me. I'm not going to call this person out. And their intention may not have been how I heard it, but it kind of felt that way. To where because I, I live in a certain area that they were talking, uh, well, he was talking to me with another friend of mine. And the conversation automatically goes to Spanish. And then he looks at me, well, what do you think? Like, I don't know. I didn't understand you anyth- anything you said. And he said, well, what's your problem? I was like, what do you mean? He goes, well, how long you lived here? And I told him. He goes, so why don't you know Spanish? He goes, I mean, why don't you learn it? Like, he he literally telling me, you know, what's your problem in that you don't even speak Spanish? Don't you want to understand what I'm saying? As if it's my priority to learn a language that isn't a primary language that I've ever spoken growing up in the household. We didn't speak Spanish in the house. And aside from my interactions outside the house, you know, I've heard Spanish. I can understand some words, but for me to learn it, I've never, I was never able to take it home to where I would continue to speak and practice it. Okay. So it's just not something that I've ever really absorbed fully. Now, do I disagree that I should learn Spanish? No, (laughs) I've always wanted to learn Spanish because it's very prominent, you know, out here in California. I mean, to me, learning how to communicate with others is, is huge. And, and, and it has nothing to do with being racist or non-racist. It's just a fact. The more languages you know, the better you can communicate with the world. I just never absorbed it. I just never took the time to study it because I've always had other things going on. Even, even when I was a kid, there were just other things I had cons- to be concerned with. Another language was one thing that just wasn't uh, supported. you know. So, and, and when I was growing up, I mean, my father is uh, Portuguese descent and actually 
from the Azores, the island of the Azores of Portugal. And, you know, as immigrants, when they came over, they, 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 the, the thing that they needed to do in their minds was, well, our kids need to only know English because this is the country we're in, this is the language that's spoken, and if they're going to succeed, they have to speak English. So they didn't really speak Portuguese. When my grandma was alive, yes. And, and that is an unfortunately for me another language that I didn't really fully absorb and understand because it wasn't something that was consistently spoken in the household. Everyone has their reasons. But for this individual to put me on the spot and question me, it's very not, not in a joking way, but very serious as if, what the fuck is your problem? Why don't you speak this language? Was extremely racist. So within a few weeks, or at least a couple of months, I've I've been I've been told that, you know, by this other person who I've thrown I've thrown hints at, actually more than one company, I have a, I have a handful that I'm involved with that have all basically said to me that they, that they take care of their own, but have no problem calling me and bugging me for whatever work I could throw their way. But it's okay for them to discriminate against my business, basically, as a white business owner and not throw any work my way whatsoever. Not even, not even, not even rent a piece of equipment, for example. They, they're allowed to be racist in that regard and make that judgment. As in, I'm not going to support you because you're white. They've even made other comments to where, I forgot where we were at. I, I don't know if it was a dinner or what we we're doing. And th this one individual basically said something about, oh, well, that's because George is, um, George is rich. And I looked at him and said, why do you think I'm rich? Come on, bro. He goes, you, you have money because blah, blah, blah. Why? Because I'm white? I'm rich. I grew up poor, for one, um, and uh, that this this is gonna lead me to this. I, I mean, there's so much more I can say about about this, you know, to where I'm gonna come back to the poor thing, to where um, it's it's okay for a minority-owned business to be discriminatory and support their own and disregard a white-owned business and and not be reprimanded for it. But if I was to blatantly say the same thing as in how come we don't speak english how long you've lived here what's your problem um why you know uh, or if i told them oh i i i don't work with i don't work with minority owned businesses i just support white owned businesses what kind of shit storm you think that bring down on me for one <laughs> for me to say that is absolutely racist but it would definitely not be okay for me to do so but it's okay for the minor minority owned business owners to do this or people of another color, as they say, to do these things. I don't know. What do you think? I, you know, audience, if, if you have a, if you have your own opinion, please, you know, send us a message on this one. I, I really want to hear what you have to say um, as far as this goes, but let's, let's fast forward a bit to where um, I'm going to circle back to where I was saying about the poor thing. So we're out and about again, um, you know, fast forward, we're out friends, whatever. And it comes up, uh, conversation to where suddenly the white privilege card is thrown at me or thrown at me and my wife. Um, but basically we're supposedly privileged because our skin is white. My wife and I both have not the exact same upbringing, but none of us were from families of privilege. Um, we, 
we didn't experience anything that resembled white privilege whatsoever. And I can tell you for a fact, I mean, from my perspective, our family wasn't rich. We were in middle class. We're pretty poor. We're, we're on uh, assistance and food stamps and all of that, just like everyone else. And we lived in neighborhoods that were pretty much um, not necessarily the best. Uh, I would say a lot of fights, gunshots. There were uh, definitely, um, definitely heavy gang presence around the, around the area. When I went to school, uh, where I went to school, I was personally um, the minority. Well, I was a minority uh, because the schools I went to were primarily mostly, and I, and I do mean this as a fact. This is not this is not me making it up, but it was primarily, uh, well, predominantly all um, all Mexican people, you know, from Mexican descent or from families that have come here from Mexico, and being part of the minority as a white person in that situation, I was the one who was always literally getting into fights, uh, getting jumped, getting, getting taunted. I mean, you name it, I went through it, but on the, in the, in that same token, you know, my best friends were always either Mexican descent or, or black, you know, I didn't have that many white friends. And, uh, as I went through the school system in this particular area, I, I remember that, you know, there were heavy gang presence. Uh, there was a heavy gang presence of uh, Mexican gangs, you know, Norteños and Sorenos. Um, and Norteños and Sorenos, uh, Sorenos, I guess I'm pronouncing it incorrectly. <laughs> I don't remember how to say it, but basically it's like the, um, the Crips and Bloods of the Mexican gangs. You know, they had the red and the blue. Uh, Norteños were the, represent themselves with the red, and the Sorenos would represent themselves with, you know, the blue, blue rags, etc. And they were selling drugs, you know, right there on street corners, right by the schools, through the fences, over the fences, you know, things like that. Uh, I've, I've witnessed many, many people being jumped, uh, chased down the streets, beaten with two by fours. Uh, I mean, literally, you know, there was always something going on. Uh, knives, knife threats on school. Um, there was a gun threat a few times. So I never saw the white privilege experienced it growing up now and this isn't to say that white privilege doesn't exist for some people but i'm going back to what i said earlier you can't cast that net you just can't okay now there are instances of white privilege as in sure you know we can absolutely say that black people are racially profiled by police because well it's a fact they have been but um you know the you could turn on not so much these days, but I remember you used to be able to turn on the news or those who remember newspapers, you know, turn a, turn a page. And every time there was a black person, it was, you know, they weren't represented in the best light. It always had to be tied to crime or some other, you know, other uh, bullshit story. And you would see more white people represented, especially in movies. Um, so I understand what they're saying on that on that side, you know. And there's also the fact that Let's be honest, in most schools, especially when I went to school, history didn't teach a whole lot about uh, black culture, um, you know, Latin culture or Mexican culture. And I'm going to continue to say Mexican because my experience as far as the Latin community is with people from Mexico. Uh, we don't have a lot of people here from Puerto Rico or Spain or, you know, anything like that, uh, Cuba, 
uh, every, you know, where I'm at in California, it's mostly people from Mexico. So I'm going to say it. It's not a racist term. It's a, it's a term to describe a people Mexican, just like you would call me Portuguese or, you know, white or whatever. doesn't matter. So there wasn't a lot of representation of, of, of color, uh, in a good light. Um, but that today is not predominantly the case. Okay. There was a time where that was, and we've learned and we moved on and we grew and, I think most of America is trying to move forward. And it seems like the generations that are older than mine, uh, the one before mine at least, and even some people in my generation kind of want to hang on to that old nugget of racism. You know, it's, it's time to let it go. And let's stop casting nets and accusing everybody of, you know, who are white that they had an amazing life. Because there's, there's definitely instances, for example, when you get into areas like Oklahoma, um, you know, the term Oki referred to, you know, poor white people of Oklahoma. You know, hillbilly was something that was a derogatory statement towards poor, dirty white people from the Appalachians. Um, you have the term cracker. <laughs> you know, guess who that refers to? Um, redneck, hillbilly, trailer trash, white trash, which is more on the nose. You know, there is a culture of white people that are that are looked down upon and aren't afforded and never were afforded any opportunity um, whatsoever. And, you know, you can make the, the, the case that, well, because they're white, you know, they, they weren't, you know, throw that shit out the window. Okay. Yes, there are there 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 has been times in our history where white privilege is actually absolutely a thing. But I gotta ask at what point is it really always white? Privilege versus class privilege, as in the upper crust, that you know, the people with money who continue to keep the power and the opportunities within their circle of people with money. Okay, because I'm using myself as an example only, just because I, you know, I have to talk about my experience. But you know, I didn't have red carpets rolled out for me. Banks didn't just automatically give me a loan because I was white. I was denied for almost every loan I've ever applied, you know, applied for. Um. I didn't always get every job. You know, most jobs I try to get, you know, when you're starting out, especially back in my time uh, when I was younger, predominantly was always about restaurant jobs, right? Uh, restaurant jobs, service jobs. When I went to apply for these, I was automatically not selected and the opportunity was always given to, you guessed it, a person of color because their friends and families worked at these places and that job wasn't for me. Now, granted, that person may have needed it better, you know, not better. I mean, needed it more than I did, and they probably did. Um, so maybe that was the right choice, but it doesn't mean there wasn't discrimination going on there, because there absolutely was. But it wasn't for anything for me to, to, you know, to sweat over. So there's, there's, there's a lot of, I think, what's going on is really about class privilege you know there there's absolutely a time where white privilege absolutely applied and you know to be white and not even acknowledge that there wasn't any kind of privilege afforded to you for being white is extremely ignorant but to continue to push that rhetoric and narrative in today's times is it's i'm sorry but we're just done with it 
you know, I think what we're facing now is class privilege. There's opportunities afforded to every person of color. It doesn't matter if you're purple, green, blue. Today, you can make something of yourself. You know, just as I did, I never had anything handed to me. Uh, I paid for my own education, even though I never really finished college, unfortunately. And I still continue to flirt with going back and forth uh, to university just because, you know, I got busy and I, I, I had to make money. So I was always entrepreneurial. I, I did what I had to do. I hustled. And by the way, I'm no, I by no, no, I'm no means a freaking millionaire or billionaire, but I do well for myself. Um, I don't really want for nothing. But everything that I did, anyone else can do. And I've never, ever, ever looked down on on uh, a Mexican or a black person or uh, an Indian and said that, oh, you're lesser than me or you don't deserve this because of your skin color or your ethnicity or where you came from. I never have. But going back to what I started with in the beginning of the show with those experiences with those other, you know, uh, peers of my um, industry that I've experienced, it doesn't seem like they feel the same way um, that people of other ethnic groups and other colors feel the same way about us. You know, why is it, why in today's time is it okay to always talk about brown pride, black pride, you know, why is it okay to come, come to um, talk about these things and, 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 and that's okay. But if I want to have any pride in myself for being white, that's all, all <laughs> that's considered white supremacy and racist. Okay, fine then what if I don't have white pride, but is it okay for me to say I have Portuguese pride or Scottish pride or German pride or, you know, Swiss pride? Is that okay? And if that's okay, then why don't you stop, at, you know, having black pride and have wherever your, your ancestors are, your family or you are from, why can't you have, you know, Cuban pride or, you know, Caribbean pride or, African pride or Egyptian pride or wherever you're from, you know, if you're from Spain, Spanish pride, Mexican pride. No, it always comes down to the pride of your color. We got to stop that. It's not going to go away if we don't stop bringing it back up and pushing it in everyone's face. We want it to go away. We don't want to sweep it on the rug. Don't get me wrong. Don't think I just want to brush it on the rug because I'm just tired of hearing everyone, you know, bringing race up because what we need to do is fix it. It's not about, you know, that racism doesn't exist or we're ignoring it. No, no, we, we know it did. We know there's still instances instances out there of racism. Sorry, mouth's getting a little dry. But the um, the the fact that it's still trying to be like the narrative still trying to be pushed by the media. You know, for example, how is it? How is it? That after everything that was found out about, and this is older older news already because you know people's attention spans. But Claudine Claudine Gay's um, resignation, they can say forced or whatever. Uh, she was one of the um, uh, former president of uh, Harvard, I believe, vice president or president of Harvard. Okay, there's pressure put on her not because she's black, because she could not admit that anti-Semitic comments basically derogatory statements against another ethnic group, even another race, that chance of genocide and violence against another race or ethnic group, she couldn't say that that was not okay. Wouldn't admit it. She would support 
well, you know, it's okay until someone acts on it. That's exactly what she said. So you have to commit murder and genocide and acts of violence against another race or ethnic group before it's not okay. Like, wait a minute, that has to happen first. So she she was she was put under under the gun for under the gun to speak, so to speak, right? She, she, you know, the, the the stethoscope got pulled out, and now they're looking at her like, hold on, hold on, what what are you talking about? Then as as more as more uh, was done in terms of digging into to, to her stance and and her history here at Harvard. Come to find out later that hold on, your your dissertations, papers, different things that she's done were outright plagiarized, and then they try to defend her plagiarism. I thought plagiarism was wrong. I mean, the the fact that you're literally taking someone else's work, word for word, verbatim, putting it in your own your own papers or your own works, and then claiming it as your own, that is wrong always been wrong so now that she was forced to resign they're trying to cry that she was a target of racism because she's black no 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 okay we don't need to hear that card anymore racism isn't going to save you anymore you were forced to resign because you had supported derogatory violent rhetoric towards another ethnicity or another race and you outlawed outright plagiarized that's why you're no longer the president but harvard didn't just get rid of her no 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 she stepped down and got to keep her whole salary because they didn't want to be labeled racist themselves see that's the world we live in you can't pull the racist card anymore we need to go back to just supporting everybody based on their merit their ability okay if it, if it, if you want it to be it's like the golden rule if you want to be treated the way you want to be treated great you got to treat others the same way you can't treat yourself one way and treat others the others other way we all need to be treated equally and the the fact that it seems that these days more and more it's okay for a person of color to um, decide to be racist or act racist towards a person just because they're white is also wrong. We should be at a state in America where we are working together and judging people by their work ethic and their qualifications, period. And when it comes to business, I'm sorry, minority-owned businesses, I'm just going to put it out there. If a business that is owned by an ethnic group that is not yours is supporting yours, and you're not supporting them, and you're blatantly saying it's because you only look out for your own, then you are a racist. And I'm calling you out. Because racism shouldn't exist, and unfortunately still does in some small instances, and some, well, what I meant is in some small circles, um, and I, I do know that racism is still very prevalent around the world, but in America, we got to do better. We got to move on and we got to start judging people for people, as in who they are as an individual. Period. Well, I think I'm done with that. Um, that was a little heavy. I wanted to say a lot more, but I didn't really want to go ahead and. Uh, well, 
don't want to offend too many people, but it still had to be said. And, and, and I can completely expand on a lot of what I talked about, but it would be a very long show. So again, appreciate everybody's support. Um, and please recommend the show, like the show, subscribe to the show, contact us at worldablaze at fontsmedia.com. Have yourself a good day. Redemption, honesty is one